Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. This is an episode I'm calling The Energy Path of Change. This is kind of like an evolution or the second part of the last episode I put out. This is a very gentle and gradual initiation of a change. And that could be a change of lifestyle, a change of perspective, and ultimately a change of epic and wonderful proportions. And it's about getting on the level with yourself. And by that, I mean like getting all your ducks in a row. And I would say when you can do that, when you can get clear with yourself like and I mean like taking an inventory knowing what needs to be done knowing what needs to change knowing what you don't like what you do want that's different and new when you can be really transparent with you about that kind of thing that is the first stage of mustering energy for something big and great and I would say that that process is all about building momentum like really getting serious and realistic about something and just even having the energy behind meaning something and with that we start to actually allow ourselves the luxury of visualizing something in our mind's eye like playing it out what would it look like if I were to do blank and that is when we can actually let go of the energy of struggle and I think a lot of us are are afraid to set goals and because of that we just are always living in the energy of but no but I can't no but that's not that's silly but I know secretly that that's impossible and so we can't actually allow ourselves to even mentally go through the the joyful experience of like what would this thing actually feel like and look like and that so we like build a wall we create the wall before we even start I think also on the other end a lot of us set goals they set we set a lot of goals and then we get lost in the energy of like of striving like we get kind of like locked into that position of like I want the thing why don't I have the thing and like we're constantly like why don't I have that that thing over there. I'm trying so hard. I'm doing everything right. I've done this thing on the loop. How come it's not working? And that energy is also a weird wall because we genuinely really want a particular kind of change. But when we have a kind of like this habitual feeling of it's not enough, it's not fast enough, that in itself becomes kind of like our habit it becomes our go-to energy and I think a lot of these you know these traps that we can fall into are things that prevent us from just enjoying 
our life and enjoying the present and enjoying the path towards something that is great and positive. I think it's also really hard if you have tried toward a goal at some point in your life and then you didn't get there and so we just don't set goals anymore because we're like, well, it didn't work though, uh, but I but I know better now. So anyway, if you're in any of those three buckets, this is an episode that will hopefully allow you to circle back anew on those dreams because they exist for a reason. Like it's not trivial. It might feel trivial because it's like you're not allowing yourself to be to mean it yet. But I would say um, if that sounds true for you, this this particular dream just requires a little more openness and flexibility in how it evolves and how it comes to light in your life. And I would say know that this is an episode that's aimed at allowing yourself to set whatever goal you have and then get right with yourself. And by that I mean like being completely transparent like I keep saying on the level that is what it is it's like being honest with yourself because when you can state an intention with truth like when you can really say I want blank and then mean it energetically mean it everything else aligns the key is just meaning it and really letting go of the rest letting go of how hard it will be letting go of how it will happen or if it will happen and just saying I genuinely choose this I genuinely mean that. It just starts with that. So what will you choose? You know, what, what is that? Tell me. Like, is it, I want to get rid of my fucking eating disorder. Or is it, I want to get out of my terrible toxic relationship. Or is it, I want to actually be the boss at my particular company, whatever it is. I think we get so, I don't know, doubtful. That we just say, what's the point before we even start? Like mentally, that might be such a quick process that you don't even recognize it. But the energy of what's the point is just a veiled version of fear of loss or fear of disappointment or perhaps depression. So I would invite you to just see that for what it is and look behind that curtain to inquire, maybe do I actually want this after all? Like, will I choose this after all? And know that it is never too late to become a healthy and powerful and successful person. It is never too late to become a self-loving person. It took me 20 years, maybe longer. I think it's about 20 years to get over my eating disorder. For the first 15 years of being like slowly, they call it slow suicide, eating disorders they call it slow suicide, of my slow suicide, I desperately wanted to change. I wanted it so badly, but I was so hopeless because life had not yet presented a solution. And I was just, I had just kind of accepted like, well, it's not going to happen for me. And that is wrong. If you're thinking that, if you have accepted something that feels insurmountable, that belief is wrong. It's just that you haven't found the right tools yet. And I think the most important thing is allowing yourself to stay curious and stay open to seeing whatever the key is there's a key for everybody the key is there's some piece of information and then another piece of information and another piece of information into unlocking whatever is blocking you whatever's keeping you trapped 
And when we can just not react with the fear or dread or hopelessness, like when we can not react to ourselves with judgment, we allow new answers to kind of sneak in from new places. We just have to keep up the curiosity. And I'm giving you an example that's like dire, but the same goes for anything you want to achieve. Any, absolutely anything. Like if you, if there's something you really want to do, stay open and curious and stay active in just seeking out what's the next piece of information that will enable me to reach the next place. And you may or may not know the whole premise of this podcast is about understanding the why as a means to overcoming whatever makes you feel stuck. Like that's literally why I started podcasting is just to like tell everybody that once we unlock a why behind whatever we're doing that's making us stay stuck, that change opens up instantly in that moment. It just requires us finding out that that little nugget of knowledge and suddenly all these new doorways open up and nothing is the same as it was. Like change can happen like that. So if there's something you really, really want that makes you feel suffering like or de- degradation or there's a sense of something that is missing in your life, I invite you to bring it to the forefront of your mind and just choose to remain curious in that state of, huh, interesting. What else could I not be seeing? What else could I unlock? Because there is something. Um, this is like an example that is kind of random, but it's something that came up for me instant, like recently for a, it's just as far as like maintaining that state of curiosity versus judgment. I, um, I remember I had this like very strange reaction, a strange reaction to my aunt, my aunt who was like my favorite person in the world who passed away not too long ago. I had a really weird response to her buying me baby stuff. And it was when I had my first child and I was like, really triggered by that and I don't know why and I I feel like I reacted to myself in that reaction with judgment I was like why am I such a jerk I should be so grateful why am I being such an asshole and now I have I just it came to mind recently and I was like interesting that's so interesting that I have that response I wonder what was going on for me and that that response of curiosity, that is when things that occur in our bodies and our minds and ourselves become objective and then they also become malleable. They become workable. They don't attach to us. They are things to be understood. And anything in your life can be like that, you know? Whatever you are currently doing or wherever you currently are is not from nowhere. We develop mechanisms as ways to deal. But as adults, often those mechanisms are what what they call maladaptive, like they're, they're keeping us stuck in loops that are not healthy because they're not helping us survive anymore. They're just keeping us kind of blinded to something. So as I'm saying repeatedly, just start with curiosity and then begin to ready for action. So with that, here are some tools for getting into a state of active change. And before I go into our tools, here's a brief word from our sponsors. If you like our show, please support our sponsors because they really do help us make this content. And by us, I mean me, myself, and me. I don't know why I say us because it's literally just me. But anyway, yeah. 
All right, the first tool, turn the lights on. In order to start aligning, we really have to start by taking an inventory. And I mean, just like it's last call, turn on all the lights, look around, see what's dropped on the floor. Like, look honestly, despite a fear of loss or a fear of feeling discouraged or hopeless or overwhelmed, just look at all the things that are not working. And this is basically like giving yourself some excellent raw material. Like this is the clay you are going to begin to work with. And it's just like, this is your map in many ways. So this is like a journal entry, but I would say feel free to draw shapes, objects, even make icons in this little, you know, exercise. Our unconscious self loves to see things like symbols or anything that's like performative, like a ritual or anything that we're, anything creative that we can make out of what we are dealing with in our psyche is like it shows that we mean it when we can act things out like that so whatever it is we're writing an inventory of all the stuff that we want and all the stuff that we need to clean up and that is the hard part often when we look at what's not working we know the sources of the problems and we cannot stop trying to control the way that the solution comes about and what we know this as is black and white thinking like rigidity is another form of lack of confidence and it results from being incredibly judgmental of other people but mostly of ourselves and to be this way is exhausting but it also makes change it makes everything very difficult difficult but change very difficult because we are selectively seeing reality We are saying, no, 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 no. I don't want to see that part of reality. I'm going to write the way the world works. I choose what is, which as you can hear is very childish when you think about it. So if you are a person who knows this about yourself, who knows you are perfectionistic and have black and white styles of thinking, I just want you to put that on your list of things to turn the lights on and work with about. And really come back to that insight when you recognize you're trying to dictate the story of the future. For example, like one of mine would have been, I can only get help for my eating disorder if I don't gain any weight. Like that was one that was so impossible. Like that's an intense one, right? But it gets to the core of a fear and a fear of powerlessness. And when we can call these out, we can see them on paper, we can see that they're impossible. We can see that they have within them complete contradictions of reality. Like by objectifying those fears, we can start to see them as changeable because we are actually separating from them. We are seeing them as separate from me. They're no longer just a part of my religion as a person, you know. They are outside of me on a piece of paper. They are things I am working with. Therefore, they are not you. They're occurring in you. And that is a very, it's all—it's a very subtle divide, but it's an important one. So that is, this first tool is fucking hard, but I want you to do it. I want you to externalize all of the things you know that you want, that you don't want, that you want to change. And the goal is to allow yourself to be on the level with all the feelings and to choose to own them. And why would we go through this process? Because the start of a path toward change 
requires that we start where we are. We start truthfully where we are. And that is a huge step. Just to be able to claim reality is massive. But in that stage is where all the new options and tools open up. It's it's so powerful and amazing. And I'm telling you, when you surrender and you just accept, I am powerless. I am actually powerless and I feel like I'm fucked. Like when you can accept that, you get into the shit and the mud and that is where you are, you, you start to get new gifts, new gifts of grace and relief and things start to arrive at your doorstep. It's, it's bizarre and I don't know what it is, but it's this reality of acceptance. Like it's, a, it's the energy of acceptance, I should say. So in short, this tool is for welcoming the truth. So that we can be living in the truth, which is what allows you to not control everything, which is us not believing we can control everything. Because when we control everything and we say, it has to be this way, it has to be this way or nothing, that is when we block the path. And and just to be clear, I feel like you're a person that is struggling with an eating disorder and you're like, well, I'm not into this episode anymore. I'm not saying this is you're not going to do anything you don't want to do. I'm not saying like it's going to be any other way than the way you want it to be. This is all going to happen at your own speed. This step is just about being able to see all of the options because there are so many. There are so many tools you don't know about, but your brain has been blocking you and making you resist even hearing them because of the fear. The fear blocks out so many resources. So this is just about saying like, fuck you fear. I'm going to get dirty. I'm going to get real and I'm going to go for it. That's all. That's all it is. And what happens when you can live in that, the moment to moment acceptance of truth, you can make decisions based on that. That means like you are mourning as you need to mourn. You are moving through pain as you need to move through it versus like saying like, I'm not listening, I'm not listening. You are moving through things actively versus hiding and, and everything moves faster. It's amazing. Like the controlling layer of life experience is the layer that hurts us the most. It causes us the most stress, the most anxiety, the most pain, the most living out scenarios that cause us like so much suffering. All of that is created by us. And it's not the actual life experience. So the feeling like, ah, oh, this should not have happened this way, or no, I don't want to do it that way, or I won't look at that, that energy, which is all in the theater of the mind, takes so much more and causes us so much more pain than just living through life and going through it. And when we can shed that layer of experience, our life just gets so much simpler and lot more logical and lighter. And when you can create a world just based on the truth, meaning you're not unknowingly supporting loops in your life that are bad for you, your world becomes wonderful and amazing because it reflects back to you the boundaries you have created based on what you truly want. And so your life actually becomes simpler and better because of that. So I'm on a somewhat of a tangent right now, but half of this setting up of change is having the goal and then the other half is being capable 
of aligning behind the goal. And being capable, by that I mean, we have to be able to set boundaries around what is contradicting the goal. And in order to do that, we have to really look at what we are doing ourselves that is preventing us from aligning. So we're going to have tools around setting goals, but the first part is just letting go of the fear around the thing being too hard or too scary. And then we, this is when we are able to start building momentum. And I will say, if you've been through a recent breakup or a recent trauma, you have a running start on all of this because pain is a perfect time to make change. And that is because we are so, we're already in pain. And so we, we're numbed out a bit from the, the fear of the pain that is caused by fear. So I will say, just start to get on the level with yourself and start to clean house, clean your personal house. And what does that look like? For me, it means I am starting to make, um, you know, make space in my schedule. It's starting to look at all the things that are kind of like, I'm too old to be doing this type of thing. I'm starting to look at like, well, what do other people that I respect have that I don't have? What are the habits that other people that seem healthier than me have that I don't? It's like you're starting to just take an inventory based on like your own best understanding of what is healthier and more aspirational in your immediate environment. Or looking at people that have their shit going on. You know, like you look at them and you're like, what do they have? They seem like they are inspired they have a lot of energy they're operating at a high level so like all of those things are just like going to give you material to set goals based off okay with that next tool is called the inner world matches the outer world so this is a way to look at the issues that need fixing and this is only if it's helpful you might not need this tool and it also is not true for everybody so i'll just give that big caveat but i like I think that one thing that is hard for us to recognize sometimes is where or how we're getting stuck. Like we might know that there are issues, but we're like, how do I fix this issue? Like, for example, you might know I have all of these relationships that I don't like very much or I have all these problems in my relationships, but I don't know how to change that. I don't know where to start in fixing that thing. So let's just, in this tool... Take a scan at your life and just look at things that are sticking out as not right in your outer world, you know, in in the average experience of a day in your life. Like what's on that list? Whatever they are, just jot them down and know that these are all things that are pointing to changes that also need to happen in your inner world. So this is kind of a map to the inner issues. So like, you know, imagine we're at the mall and like it's one of those plastic maps of the entrance and there's a dot that says like you are here. Whatever's going on in your outer world is a reflection of something in your inner world. So let's say, you know, you have a relationship where the other person does not show up for you or they are not present with you or maybe they are backstabbing in some way. Like mark that on your map. Maybe you also have... um let's say uh, a job that you don't feel is is very rewarding or it makes you unhappy or there are people the the workplace that degrade you that also goes on your map and now that you have your map let's say you have it when we look at what this means when we look at what this means as far as the inner world it usually when it comes to relationships 
is a reflection of boundaries or the inability to fully accept the problems that need fixing. Like perhaps I think a lot of the time we're too afraid to confront these issues because we have a fear of loss. We, we don't even want to look because we're like, but I can't bear that pain. But there's a tool for that a little bit later. But I just want you to be aware. This is all about just claiming reality, being fully in the moment of like, this is where I'm starting. This is where I, I set goals from, full reality. All right, next tool, give it. So this is a, a fully aggro goal setting tool. But I want you to like really set them beyond where you are right now. And I, I know that in itself can be hard because if you are in a healing state or if you are super accomplished, it's difficult to even know what to aim for, you know, like because we're so, we're, we're really only looking at what's in front of us. So if you're in a pain state, you know, usually that's I want safety or I want balance. Or if you have all the things, you're very accomplished, you're like, I don't know, I have all the stuff I want. I don't want more vacations. Like, what is something higher? What do I want? I don't even know what that is. So if you are in either of those two groups and you don't know what to aim for because you're unsure of the real growth and change that is possible for you, I would recommend setting goals around values or ways you want to feel in your day. For example... One of mine, one of my highest goals is to feel joy. I want to have that consistently in my day. Another one is I want to be inspired and I want to be excellent. So once I have all of those words, I can really start to extrapolate like what are the things that make me feel those ways? Like what are the experiences I have that have allowed me to, that evoke those things? And that is how I can be more tactical about making sure I have a structure in my life that allows those things to come about. So whatever it is, once you have your goals list or a list of feelings you want to have, I want you to build out from there. Like what are the things that allow me to feel those things? Like for me, joy is I get, I have to be able to spend time with my children and my husband and my family. Like those are things that allow me to feel joy. I want to have a consistent, um, presence of creativity in my day that's another thing that allows me to feel joy so these are the ways that you can start to understand the way that your life can facilitate those feelings all right the next tool is for taking people personally so if you are a person that is feeling like i don't know maybe you've got a partner that is what whatever they're going through they're going through their stuff maybe you have a friend that's going through their stuff maybe you have um somebody in your work life that like draws a lot of energy because of their shit that they're doing or like taking from you or not responding in you or whatever this is just a way for you to frame it in your mind so that you don't take them personally people are in their own ways self-regulating so when they're doing their loop of whatever it is they're doing, it's almost as if they are taking their medicine. They're administering their own medicine for their own ailments. So, and that's just a way to like, it's a metaphor to just feel like they're separate entities. So if someone is cold to you or someone needs time away from you or they are not able to see you as glorious or they cannot celebrate you, this is them self-protecting 
and doing what they can to maintain balance within self. So it's not at you. It's not to wound you. And even if it is to wound you, like deliberately, that's still about them. It's not about you. It's, that's a, a toxic ailment that exists within that person. You can tell who, where a person is in how they are able to give of themselves and how they are able to support others, to see others fully, to celebrate others fully. So if they are whole, they are capable. And if they are not, they are not, you know. And there are also other factors like they're preoccupied, they're not, they're only focused on themselves, they're just not aware, et cetera, et cetera. But the net net of this tool is just remembering not to take others personally or script out what they should be doing in a particular situation based on someone else you know or a movie you saw or something a friend said or something you read on Instagram or something you read on TikTok. Do not script out what should be for any individual person. And to be clear, I'm not encouraging you to stay in a shitty relationship or settle for less than behavior. I am encouraging you and reminding you to come as a whole complete person and witness the truth of someone who is a separate being who is dealing with their own shit. And that does not at all dictate or encourage that you further accept said behavior. Nope. It only allows you to not engage in a loop that is sustaining said behavior. So I think a lot of the time with old rhythms, with like really intimate relationships, we get into loops of pulling you know of like I I have unmet unmet needs why don't you see me why don't you see me like what if I try harder and we tend to get wrapped into a specific set of arguments we get locked into a like very familiar set of um, pulling behaviors like trying to make someone happy trying to get them to see us whatever it is and I always use this metaphor of like it's like going into a meth house and arguing with a meth addict and having been in a meth house in my lifetime I will say it's not a great place to be in a an argument because nothing functional will come out of the conversation so my point is when you step out of the loop and you just see them as separate beings like that person is in their own bubble they're trying to self-sustain they're taking their own medicine by doing their own behaviors when you can see that person as separate that is when all this new wonderful freedom and truth sets us free to make the right decisions for ourselves. But we have to be able to disengage and stand up and just see them. They are separate from me. What are they going through? Don't get into the loop. Just step back and witness them as who they are and move on accordingly. All right, the next tool is called Invisible Leaks. So this is a tool for anyone who has a consistent set of toxic people in their life. And maybe that's a family member, maybe that's a friend, maybe that's a coworker, whatever it is. If you have a consistent set of toxic behaviors occurring in your life, that is unfortunate, I'm very sorry, but also it is a boundary problem. And we think we have no control over it, but we actually do. When someone in your life treats you badly or isn't capable of being trustworthy and positive, just jot it down, highlight that, call out that situation in your journal. And whatever is on that list, now that you have it, I want you to imagine this as 
a pet spider. <laughs> so you have a little tarantula in this problem. And tarantulas need to be kept in terrariums. Like you can't just let them crawl around in your house and like hope that they stay good pets because they're fucking spiders. So the same goes for said person in your life. If you have it, it must be managed. And if it can't be managed, you have to figure out a way to protect yourself from said effects. And if you don't do that, what it means is you are willfully subjecting yourself to harm. And when we do that, we digest that as I am unworthy of protection. So it, it actually generates very low self-confidence. So it's not sustainable. We cannot continue to maintain that relationship. Put the fucking spider in a terrarium. I would also say there is a chance you are suffering from low confidence in part as a result of this, but also likely something that is before this relationship. It's probably very hard to see it. Like you might feel a pervasive sense of I'm not enough, or you might have a pervasive lack perspective. And <clears throat> I guess that's the same exact thing. So a pervasive sense of not enough is a lack perspective. Um, I am personally successfully overcoming a lack perspective, and I've had it for most of my life. So you can take heart in knowing it will change, but it starts with the moment you call it out and say, I'm going to change this. I'm going to actively change it. And we commit to that goal. Regardless, by setting boundaries, we have to control the input, like the source of our ex direct experience with this behavior. We have to, that's the only thing in our power is how we control access to ourselves. And we can do that completely compassionately. It's not about you know, standing up to them and being like, I'm not taking this anymore. I am done with this behavior. No, 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 no. That's actually like not super helpful when it comes to certain kinds of people and probably a lot of people. But it is about just being able to recognize like, oh, I have a spider that's running around in my life. And then deciding how am I going to um, close off the access points to this person in my life? Like what is the way I'm going to prevent this person from – entering and, and hurting me in the same ways. There are other episodes I've done on that in particular. I invite you to check them out if you would like more info on that. Um, and there are episodes about boundaries in particular. I'll put a link in the show notes. All right, next tool is called the ducks list. So this is about starting to get ready for the change that is to come. And we have to literally get ready for all the change. And so first we have to look at what are the things I need to do to get ready? Like, what are the things I need to get need to do to get on the level with myself? For example, I need to remove the habits that are making me wake up late in the morning. I need to remove the habits that are making me feel exhausted throughout the day. I need to look at the habits that make me feel energized. Or, you know, for example, my word joy. Like, it, the, the fact that I know I have the most joy from hanging out with my kids, like, I, and I like to give them new and wonderful experiences, how can I create those things? What are the ducks that need to be in a row for me to be able to have time with them? They, it becomes very specific. Like all of them become about creating more time for myself. Like how do I shift my actual calendar? For a lot of people, getting the ducks in a row is about like, oh, I haven't been the doctor in like three years. I really want to feel healthy. I want to make sure I'm on the level with me and taking care of me. 
um, for other people. It's about cleaning up your physical house. Like I don't feel like a person that is worth respecting because of my environment. How do I feel taken care of and proud of who I am? I have to fix all of these things that are right in front of me, etc. Whatever those things are, let's just start with that awesome list. It feels really good and really healthy. Like, oh, I'm actively in the process of changing my life because I can see myself doing all the things that I've been wanting to do that I haven't done. And these are what we receive visually has a very big impact on how we feel in the motivation department. All right, next tool is called the relationship change. This is a weird tool, but I want you to stay with me in your mind's eye. This is for people who are like casual everyday drinkers or maybe you have like other habits that suck energy from you. I don't know. Alcohol is the the one that comes to mind the fastest, but there are so many other habits that are like this. But whatever that thing is, it's like whatever everyday addiction we have. I think a lot of people have also relationships that are like this. Like they're casual relationships that we don't really want to be in but it's easier to be in them and they take a lot of energy and focus and allow us to feel safe and okay in our skin. Whatever that habit is, I want you to just allow yourself for a second to recognize that you maybe don't love or need that thing at all. You just have a really bad habit. Like if you compare it to biting your nails or something with lower stakes, you kind of know throughout that experience, like I don't like to do this. I actually really hate that I'm doing it, but I'm I'm just like stuck in this routine, this really bad habit of this thing. So when it comes to things like alcohol, like if you if you drink every single day, we don't realize because of the effects of that thing that we actively don't like it like we have forgotten that we really don't a like it also don't need it but as soon as we start to think about losing that thing it inspires fear fear of change fear of wanting to not have to do it or to be in the stress of abstaining from it as soon as you start to like think about that thing it makes you feel like oh I don't want to think about that I don't want it's fine it's fine it's fine but I want you to continue to question it. Continue to remind yourself, like, maybe I actually don't like this thing. Maybe this thing isn't worth it at all. And what we can do, this is the second step that's very weird, is choose to change our relationship to that thing. Because we're currently in this relationship of, I kind of of love it. I kind of want it. And I kind of, like, am just this kind of person. We can actively say I am choosing to change my relationship to this thing in my life and see it as something I don't like that is it's almost like I'm handing you a crowbar to start to like detach the thing from your person because it's kind of like a barnacle that's like suckered on and has embedded like itself into your skin but you don't actually really have to have that attached to you and when you can actually start to logically know that you act, you don't choose this thing anymore, like you can say like, I'm going to see if I can just shift my, my relationship to this thing in my life, 
that is that just tiny step. It's so subtle, but it's immensely powerful because then we can just start to experiment. We can just start to see the edge of the barnacle. Like we can look down and be like a little bit curious about it and uh, start to see it as like, maybe I don't really enjoy this thing. Maybe I actually don't need to do this thing. And also, I really want you to buy Alan Carr's Easy Way. If you are a person who is, if this is all about alcohol or if this is all about smoking, for example, I want you to buy that book right fucking now. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. If you have, if you've read it already, I want you to read it again, starting right now, literally right now, but outside of the book, when we can say just that step of like, I want to be curious about if I can change how I feel about this thing in my life, we can actually truly start to see it as something that is separate from us because it is separate from you. The thing that has kind of gotten into our brain is like the the addiction of ha- habit, the addiction of something that we see as a, cru- a crutch. And for especially for people who are addicted to smoking, so many people who are addicted to smoking will say, this is this thing I do that's just for me. This is this present I give myself. That is false. It is not at all. You, you may logically know that it's not for you at all, that you don't actually like it at all. But because it's become this habit of, oh, this is me time, this is me time for me to like suck on this thing that is disgusting to me, we, we have ingrained that belief. So this just step back is a way to change. Maybe, maybe I don't feel that way. That's it. All I'm asking you to do. Maybe this isn't for me at all and I don't like it. That's it. That's all I'm asking you to do. All right. The next tool is called the step back. So this is a kind of a little bit of a touchy-feely one. I want you to, it's kind of similar to the last tool, but it's, it's for a different thing. The energy of change is really as simple as meaning it and saying, I accept reality and I mean that I want this change. And that is, I know that sounds weird, but it's like that is a huge piece of it. Because you can hear it in somebody's voice when they claim something for themselves. Like it's, I want you to think of the last person that you heard say, I'm going to do blank. And they meant it. When you hear it, it's striking and powerful. And the world listens. Like the universe listens. You listen. I listen. I want you to remind, I want to remind you that change is easy when you know what has been blocking you. And that is the core of it. If change hasn't been working, it's in part because something has been getting in the way. So like, don't feel like it's you. Like, don't lose heart. We have to step back and become curious. And we have to let go of how it's going to happen. And, and when it comes to black and white thinking, we have to take a crowbar to that thing. Like we have to, rem- it's like we're trying to, peel off something that's been nailed to a wall. You can pry that belief off of yourself just by stepping back and being curious about it, you know? So for you who are black and white thinkers who are in a state of fear over something, I want to offer you this mantra. Maybe it doesn't have to be this exact way. Maybe there's a totally different way that this thing can come about. So I just want you to, in other words, let it go and offer it up. Like allow 
something from outside of you to solve this for you. Step back and let go because there is something that you just haven't seen just yet. All right. The next tool is called, what's the speed of your motion? Another way to look at the things you want in your life is based on the speed of your activity, of your energy. And like you can almost extrapolate how things come about based on that exact thing. So if you are a person who is taking action, who is going through the motions, who is aggressively seeking out info, who is like reaching out to others, who is allowing things to change you, who is mourning things actively as they come, who is surrendering to things that are overwhelming and then moving through those things as they come. Like you are in motion and you are eventually going to have all the things you want. Absolutely. Because it's just like, you know, I don't know if you've ever gone snowboarding, but it's like being on a snowboard. You are heading down a hill you are moving so you have to keep looking at the thing you want next you have to keep updating the thing you want and make sure that thing is high enough and aligning enough with the truth of like what you want for yourself and the life you want to build like with that metaphor i want you to look at yourself what is the energy of your motion like what are the things you are bringing in to change in your life like are you bringing a decent level of energy and activity constantly, then I would say you're going to get it. Like you are directly headed toward that thing you want. And if you are a person who is instead starting then stopping and then turning around in a circle, like saying like, but no, I can't. Are you waiting to start out of fear? Are you looking away? Are you saying like, I don't want to go there? Then you are like in a little twist. You're not moving forward. Whatever it is, I'm not saying like you, I'm just saying look at it, whatever it is. Look at your actual physical energy behind the change you want in your life and just begin to bring up that frequency and focus of your actions. If they've been the same for a very long time, you know, whatever those actions are, maybe introduce new ones and and try and be a little bit unorthodox, you know, be a little more bold. You can think of change as like an actual energy, an optimism, an excitement, and an openness. Like it's less about the muscling and the feeling like mad at not being able to be in a fictional place in the future, you know. That's that's contraction. It's more about being in that state of excitement and possibility and curiosity, So how can you curate more of that feeling in your today? And if you're on fire, like if you haven't already, update your goals. Always update your goals because you're you're moving fast. Like you're going to go towards the thing you want. Just make sure you know what that is. So that is this episode. It's a little bit meta, I guess. It's some of it I'm sure is like, I think I know what you're saying. Um, But I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it helps. And before I close, I just want to thank my latest sponsors. Emily, I got a donation from you. Thank you so very much. And a new yearly sponsor, Marie, thank you so very much. Anyone who has the means, donations really help out the show. Uh, You can head to yaywithme.com or you can find me on Patreon. I appreciate you all so much. And if not, if you could leave a review on iTunes or on SoundCloud or wherever you listen to podcasts, those also help me so much. Or just share it with someone you think it could help. So in closing, 
I just wanted to remind you that a lot of the stuff in your life that is really rewarding and awe-inspiring and exciting isn't exactly fun or easy in the moment. And that is because hard work is really gratifying. It's really, it makes you feel fucking great about yourself. Using all of who you are and using your, you know, the muscles that are the hardest to use, like that is how we feel so proud of ourselves and so strong. So don't forget that. Like sometimes the things that actually thrill you the most that are your like happiest memories that will make you feel so proud of who you are and last you through your years are the things that will be very hard to work toward and that is not a sign that it's bad if you're like I'm working so hard know that that's like that's a good heart it's a good feeling of like I am fully alive I am living and I am letting go of all of my fear and I am embracing like the what if of this experience so know that and recognize that and if you are still unsure of what it is in your life that will make you happiest, I would look to other parts of your life as clues to what lights you up, you know? Like, just look backwards. Like, what were the moments in time when you did a thing and after you did that thing, you felt alive and like really proud of yourself? And whatever those things are, you will probably love doing a version of that thing in the future even if that thing is terrifying a lot of wonderful things are terrifying at first and that's okay and when things mean a lot to us we tend to be so much more judgmental of ourselves around those things that's okay and when you mess up because you probably will just hit a record button in your brain and immediately see that as oh this is a new tool this is a very important tool that was gifted to you for a very important future situation. Like those experiences are how we grow into experts. And we want to grow because this is where we can be excellent and feel fully alive. When we have like new capacities that are beyond what we ever expected we could ever, ever achieve. That's the best. So I send so much love and don't forget to smile. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.